You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Stevenson, I'm a mortgage agent. I'm here, as always, with Mr. Gregory Campbell, realtor extraordinaire, and uh, David Warren, mortgage agent extraordinaire. I'm also a mortgage agent extraordinaire. I just didn't want to say that about myself. So <laughs> here we are, the three of us, the three amigos. We are back. We're live. Uh, gentlemen, how are we doing? How's the week? Welcome to everyone who's tuning in. Welcome to everyone. I'm just, uh, you know, I, I just realized that uh, we need to send this link to everyone. So <laughs> Your mic sounds, you sound yeah, like you're Greg's in the fading. other room, Gregory. <clears throat> He's fading away on us. I sound like I'm in the other room. Yeah. Better? No. Mm. Not really, but you know, we'll, we'll survive. We'll survive. <laughs> Somebody will adjust it. Week's, week's been going well while Greg's figuring that out. Week's been going well. <laughs> you know, what just happened there? My wife just said she can't hear me either. Yeah. Anna knows. Anna knows. Yeah, no, we're live. Guys, I was looking at uh, my son has uh, recently uh, created his own YouTube channel. This is, this is now a thing, right? Kids have their YouTube mm. channels. He's pushing out shorts. Um, oh, wow. and he had a couple videos that, uh, out of nowhere, just, uh, as he called them went viral, uh, with, you know, a few thousand views, which he's pretty happy about. Um, but it forced me to look at our statistics. I was going through the analytics with him, his channel, our channel was pretty cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I noticed that most of our, our listeners are actually not on YouTube. So I feel like by doing these live shows, I love, it's good for the interaction, but I feel like we're missing a, a large segment of listeners because it seems a lot of the listeners are actually on Apple podcasts. So I want to give a shout out to everyone on Apple Podcasts that we are real people. And if you're listening to this, make sure to find us, seek us out on YouTube and follow mm -hmm. along. We're not floating heads as Greg seems to be tonight in his black am I Am I better now? You're yes. better. You're better. I sound better now. <clears throat> I yeah. sound strong and healthy. You're healthy. Bigger, you're healthy. better, stronger. Bigger, better, stronger, Greg. You look great. Thank you. I'll keep this mic very close to my mouth so I can just sound deep. <laughs> it looks delivered. huge. It looks like okay. the size of your head from it's, here. I don't know if that's just, just me, but I just want I want to sound as smooth, sexy, and sensual as possible tonight for our listeners. Oh wow. Silky Greg. Wow. This is a late night call-in show, clearly. It's like butter, baby. <laughs> smooth like butter. All right. I'm, I'm here. Let's go. So guys, uh wild week. It's been wild. We've seen uh, inflation up today. Okay, housing starts increased last month. A uh, lot of job loss last month. A lot of shifting in the market. Uh, speculation hour on what's going to happen with the rate in September. Lots of headlines. Lots of chaos. Where mm -hmm. should we start? What do you guys want to talk? What do you want to touch on first? We got we got a question waiting in the, in the uh, in the chat. But uh, anyone listening, if you're watching this live, uh, throw your questions in there. We'll make sure to touch on all of them. Uh, but I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Where where do you want to start and how do we even start? How do we do this? What are we doing? Why are we here? <laughs> Those are good questions. I couldn't really answer any of them. No. Why are we here? What are we doing? Yeah, we don't know anything. I mean, do, do we ever know anything? We Generally, we're right. But do we know anything? <laughs> With the new starts, yeah. I thought it was funny, man. We we saw that that article came out. What did it say? New New build starts up 40%. Suddenly, I think it's a mm. bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, I think it's fake news. To be honest, what did you say? <laughs> 40 percent up in new new build starts, and then forty thousand contractors laid off last month. Is that what it was? Well, it in was, was forty four forty four thousand 
construction jobs yeah uh, just construction vanished jobs lost last yeah. month alone july which is like typically should be like you know one of the busy, busiest construction months especially in canada you know mm -hmm. are, we only have like a really a six month window eight month window to build in uh, mo you know like to get the majority of the work done um so you know there's a lot of uh yeah a lot of it's kind of crazy like forty four thousand jobs leaving like that seems like we're going the wrong direction it should be like a new creation of a hundred thousand construction jobs to get these homes built right get everything back under control well that's what i mean it's like who posted the news first forty thousand or forty percent increase in, in new build starts or forty thousand forty four thousand jobs lost mm -hmm. which news came out first which one was late <laughs> yeah, yeah it's true you know? they they weren't talking to each other i don't think i don't know i mean that's that's clearly you know not the point of that but it's it's definitely interesting because it's a contradiction if you just think of it in the obvious way but mm -hmm. who knows and uh in terms of of where that's going to go what do you think about that dave uh i mean I, I think to both your points like how i'd be curious as to when that research was i mean i guess it's recent because it's talking about july's june june's housing starts but to your point i mean forty thousand. uh tradespeople laid off last month um that's pretty significant i find for that market and if it was a thriving market then mm. that wouldn't be the case i'm mean, laid off are, are salaried employed tradespeople, right you know at a larger construction firm or you know union where they're doing the larger builds the condo builds and their track housing and things like that those aren't you know if you're a general contractor you know, sole proprietor that doesn't, that doesn't cake into those statistics. You're not being, mm. you're, you're not laying, you're not being laid off. So um, if those 40,000 are with larger builders and then, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty significant, I would think. That, that's uh, a really good point. Yeah. Cause you're right. A lot of, you know, a lot of those kind of smaller builders have, you know, maybe they have a, I don't know, even know how big the crews would be like maybe what, 10 people doing, doing a build. So and like you said, there's probably a percentage of those that are skilled laborers, maybe working for themselves, subcontracted, et cetera. So these are probably like actual salaried positions or people. Mm -hmm. So that's a, it's a huge number. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, well, and, I mean, and maybe they're not doing in the 40%, mm -hmm. maybe that doesn't include that demographic. And maybe the 40% is all these independent builders that build like five a year. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're saying there's a 40% increase because there's a bunch of builders that build five homes a year. And they're just playing the news. Yeah, they built uh, five. Now they're building six. Like they're yeah, they're up forty. Yeah. Or, or sorry, building <laughs> seven now. Building yeah. seven. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. listen. At the end of the day, I hope it's I hope it's factual. I hope it's accurate. Um, and you know, like we say, the starts all the time. The starts are mm -hmm. like starting. You know, that's if it is up for units starting to be built then you know i would actually say that's a great thing yes. uh, by and large for the yeah. market and for rent rates and and future uh rent rates and and pricing pricing but i i think collectively we clearly don't really believe it all that much but um i hope it's true <laughs> i hope it's factual yes. yeah and steven can if you want to bring up that chart if you can um we had a chart that was regarding like housing starts uh kind of showing over the last i think it was i had the chart here myself since 2017 so over the last six or seven years by thousands of units and you can see that the chart kind of just it's just kind of steady ebb and flow a bit up and down but knowing what we know 
like knowing that immigration was going to increase, you know, start of, I guess, 2015, but like the plan took place, let's say 2020, 2021 pandemic, like we should be seeing like a massive uptick in housing starts. Like this should be like a, an outrageous, like, oh my God, look how many starts there are this month. Mm -hmm. Not, not dips. In, like this is a pretty steady, you know, there's mm -hmm. no, there's really no uptick. Like it's, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. Like mm -hmm. it's pretty consistent. And like this, June's obviously up, but if you look at, let's say last month compared to 2017, they're almost at par. So like the starts haven't increased, like that, that's really mm -hmm. the end of it. And that's obviously what to get, believe it or not, to get more that's homes, what, you have to build them. Right. So, and that's what got us imagine to today. That. Yeah. That's what got us to today. Yeah. In the current market. Yeah. So going back to the, the CPI, so 3.3. Uh, they were saying that some of the main, uh, the major impacts in that was uh, gas prices, which mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, the, the carbon tax and everything is certainly increasing the cost of gas. And I think that's going to, well, it is going to go up because it's going to triple. So we're going to see gas prices probably go up another 15 to 20 cents a liter. Uh, and interest costs, mortgage interest costs. So there you have it. Like the, the actual inflation is now staying high because of the interest rates, the Bank of Canada's hikes. However, this is also, we're looking at year over year, right? So this is compared to last July, as opposed to like, this is just when rates started to kind of spike up. So we're just seeing, we're seeing like a, a huge lagging indicator here. Like I think the next six months, we're going to see these numbers come out pretty dramatically. Um, uh, go ahead, Dave. I, I think it's going to be really like that inflationary number is going to be really sticky. Um, like it's going to, I think it's going to maintain around where it's at. It's mm. not going to drive down. I mean, really they... The biggest the, the biggest hurdle I think that they're that they're focusing on and that I'm reading is is food costs. Like that is mm -hmm. the underlying indicator that they're really uh, trying to drive down and, and what they're really trying to um, you know kind of get that under control from an inflationary perspective of that underlying uh, interest interest in gas interest mortgage payments and and kind of that category I think makes up about thirty percent of that CPI or 28% or something around there. Um, so I think they aren't so focused on that, but they still, as a broader base, everyone looks at that overall CPI number, but I think that's going to be pretty sticky and not get to that 2% that they're really gunning for. Um, mm -hmm. We've seen with that number coming out of the um, unemployment and with that CPI, like we've, in the last few days, we've seen the bond rates, mm -hmm. you know, we talked about them last week um, ticking up, but they've jumped pretty dramatically this week again, um, up another seven base points today uh, to 4.107, um, which is very, you know, it's kind of been floating around using that. And that's on the five-year, uh, what the five-year fix is assigned to or, or pegged against. 4% um, has kind of been that resistance point for the five year and it's you know really kind of crossed over it and you know up by 10 base points over it is pretty significant uh i think we're going to see those that might be looking or looking at maybe converting from a variable to a fixed or renewing over the next four four months like i really implore you to lock in a rate um like tomorrow um rates are going to go up this week again like fixed rates, fixed yeah, rates no are going to go up this week. Yeah, yeah. Like they would, they bumped like a lot of lenders bumped them up last end of last week. Um, and with where where the bonds for the five year finished last week, um, 
compared to this week. Um, it's, you know, it's already like, it's up pretty dramatically. I'm trying to bring up the chart right now. Um, I think it's up about 20 basis points since like Thursday or something. Um, it's not loading for me properly. Um, but again, today we're up seven, seven base points. So it's 0 0.07 is, um, you know, which is pretty dramatic. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would say that fixed rates are going to keep climbing higher this week. And as inflation be kind of maintains like its stickiness and same with, you know, gas, like oil, I don't think will ever come down. OPEC mm -hmm. uh, does a phenomenal job of uh, maintaining the, that gas price uh, and oil cost of oil being high. Um, yeah, I think we're going to kind of continue to see that fixed rate climbing. So what do you guys think? I had this conversation with uh, with a friend and a client today and, you know, they have they have a condo that this we decided that we're going to put it on the market. And the conversation was, you know, just about how August has been this slower than usual August huh. since the rate increase. And there's, I'm finding deals. There are deals out there. Everyone's afraid. People are still afraid to buy, you know, there's hmm. still stuff getting done. It's just not moving as quickly, but it was interesting. Hmm. I had two properties that I was looking at with a client of mine that I told him to pull the trigger on two weeks ago. And then we finally decided two weeks later after waiting longer, and then they both had multiple offers. Mm -hmm. So yeah. my, which was fine. That's just how it went down. And, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a panic for us or anything, but it was interesting for me to see. And then seeing that, that news article come up today with inflation up. So now my, my question is, you know, who I was speaking with today, we said, you know, do you list now or do we, you know, try to find that, that buyer, look at what's happening now, price it under, get a better offer, like, or, or do we wait past like the uh, September, um, September potential hike, uh, rate hike again, and or, or, or stabilizing. Like, so with you saying the rates are going to go up, is this kind of like, if this is happening now, based on the information that we have today, do you think that that first week of September, that the actual, that we're going to go up another 0.25 overall? So I think it, I mean, I think it's kind of a coin flip right now. I think it, you know, really just depends on what the numbers in early September are. Keep in mind, like the the fixed rates are tied to a bond to the bonds market, right? Where like people, there's other contributing factors. Where you know, there's a great uh, a great article uh, today talking about that. That there's there's outside influences that contribute to that too. Where you've got underperforming pension funds or investment funds that would be selling off their selling off their bonds, and and that drives up the yield as well. Um, You've got, you know, other factors that kind of play into it a little bit. Um, and so not, it's, and it's not just Canadian data. It's also U.S. data as a whole um, that play in. I think it's a coin flip whether, like, to me, it seemed like the 3-3, three, three, knowing they're looking at, you know, 2% for where they're target, you know, where they're mm -hmm. really actually targeting, you know, we're well off, like ways away. Uh, really that beginning of September before the announcement, um, and there's a U.S. Fed announcement like the day before as well. I think it's really going to be a contributing factor. Um, I think no matter what, like you know, I know that 
you you were having that conversation of the, of August being slower than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a typically it's still a slow month. We're a slow year. It's yeah. a slow month, and it and typically after Labor Day, it, it does always pick up. Yes. Um, so to what extent? Again, to what extent that is, I don't know. Um, and and from a timing perspective on on listing, like I think it's I think it's tough. Like I'm I think me personally, and I'm not a realtor or anything like that, but. I've, but you, I, but you, but you know what time it is. No, I. But I think like that. Really, that first weekend back after Labor Day, it's going to um, be hot. Being, is being available to list for that period, like having your property ready to to list, um, I think is a is a good time. People get like kids Fired are back up. in school and they yeah. realize they've got extra hours in the day <laughs> and they're not having to be wait you know waiting hand and foot on their kids and they're like back to the to looking around. Uh, at the same time, like I got this past three days, I got four or five purchase agreements in. Like people are doing deals, and that's anywhere from like the rural, um, the rural properties at you know three hundred um, and two hundred into like over a million on on others. Um, so you know, and that's just myself. That was you know, it's a very small uh, indicator to me. Like to your point, people are still doing deals. Um, people aren't shying away from it. I think if you're thinking of listing your property because you want, you need to unload it, then like, I would say just get that property ready to sell. Like that's really it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think we're going to see a rate increase in September. I'm going to, I'm going to think they're probably going to hold it. I don't think, you know, as I said, there's a bit of a lag between their choices and, and what we're seeing in the market. And I think people, um, are certainly feeling the pinch. I think there's a lot of people that are in very challenging financial positions right now. And I think that, um, you know, inflation is clearly all over the map, but I don't think an increase to the rate is going to benefit it the way it would have maybe a year ago as they did. So I think we're going to see the, I think we'll see the rates hold in September, which I think is also going to add to the, to that fire in the market. Absolutely. Uh, in September. And I think that, if one domino falls, I think we're going to see a lot of properties start fire selling quickly. I think if people start moving and that person that is trying to time the market and, you know, they're waiting that, you know, that 550 house, it's now 525. Now it's down to 515. Well, maybe we give it another month. It's down to 500. Well, that one sells now at 515 and the next one sells at 525 and starts turning around. Then I think people are going to feel kind of that FOMO and they're going to try to get into the market quickly like to to kind of scoop up those properties mm-hmm. that are still at those lower price points um and it may not be the bottom I'm not suggesting that we may not see another dip in in sometime next year or what have you but i think we will see an increase as we've all said going into the end of 2023 as far as home values and i think once we see that first domino fall of prices starting to shift the other way that all those people that are kind of waiting to see are going to start you know the combination of it going into the fall maybe rates staying even and properties starting to like the actual available property starting to decrease that we're going to see, you know, um, months of inventory decrease. We're going to see days on market decrease. And I think we're going to see um, people that are actively shopping starting to be more aggressive on their offers, which I think will only stimulate the market further. So I think as you guys have, I think we're all in agreement. Like I think September is, I personally think it's going to stay the same, but I think that's just going to add to, what we're already saying is that people will feel maybe a bit more, and I don't think it's going to go crazy, 
but I think we will see people feel maybe a little bit of consistency where, okay, rates are the mm-hmm. same. We can actually set a budget and maybe it'll stay. And again, there's a lot of misconception where the bank of Canada is actually impacting people that might be fixed rate clients, like their decision to buy when really the bank of Canada's announcements isn't directly impacting them. There's other factors involved there, right. As Dave mentioned. So um, I think it's just the, the, it's the news story that gets the most headlines is bank of Canada increases rate, right? So people just assume, oh, well, the bank of Canada must impact every homeowner in Canada. And that's kind of, it just kind of resonates that way with people. So I think if rates stay the same, people will, it'll kind of at least give some stability in people's heads to the market, which will maybe make them feel a bit more confident. And I think all these things will lead to increased transactions, at least in September and October, uh, which will increase, I think, values as well. I'll tell you something right now. I'm looking on, I'm looking online. I'm looking at some data here that I'm providing to everyone watching Torrep live right now. That in Canada, Stittsville, you know, there's only been 30, 35 homes sold in the last seven days, averaging 27 days on market at a price of 806,000. 19 are conditionally sold, and there's 102 active. And that's, that's across the board. That's any type of property. So if you, when I look at that, I think if you are a buyer right now, you are silly to not be looking at opportunities because that number, if you think if the rate stays the same in September and everything just kind of, you know, like we're saying, people go back and start shopping again, then, you know, that 102 turns into 50% of that pretty fast. And then you're back to where we were before, where it's a seller's marketing. And because right now we're, I, I feel that we're on a, in a balanced market on, on closer to a buyer's market, at least for this month alone in itself. So, I mean, I'm looking at this and that's, that's something else. So Greg, are you saying, are are you saying what we said last August, like going into the last September, we said now is the time to buy prices are going to go up in January, pull the trigger. It's, is it the same situation? It's what, I, it's, what we, it's what we say in the summer and, you know, the, the very few people listen. And it's just, uh, it's really intriguing to me to, to look at this again. Like, I just brought this up out of like, you know what, let me just look at this in real time and see. So, I mean, no. that's, that's a lot of property, man. 102 properties in Canada right now available. Only and, 35 and, sold in the last seven days. And there's going to no. be more. Like, I bet you tomorrow there's going to be another 15. Now, Greg, kind of as a, uh, like if you're guiding a client that has a home in that area, um, they are looking at buying to move their family, but they're going to need to sell their home. Like, how are you advising them? Like, find a place first, list your place first. Um, what if sort of, you know, what sort of timeline are you advising them of? Like what, you know, cause it changes, right? Like with the market. Yeah. Seller versus buyer market are balanced and kind of that days like well, and it's, and it's and it's saying. hard to like you really have to study this every day, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to be quick on it because it could change in in an instant. So like if if you're talking about someone selling in Canada and moving into Canada again, like upgrading or whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, in particular in this example, you know, I would say, you know, but you, you have to look at what their outstanding balance is on their mortgage. And what their debt load is and you kind of say like look i think we could sell fast but you have to list it at this price because people are looking 
looking for deals. So as long mm-hmm. as you can be competitive for what you're offering, you'll mm-hmm. still sell. Um, but with what's available, I mean, everybody's looking every day all the time. So it's one of those scenarios where you could even say, you could put it on at a price that's appealing to a lot of buyers and say conditional on a certain property being available. Yeah. Right. So if they have something that's like a million, they want to sell it at, uh, they want to sell theirs at like six fifty. um, you know, whatever, whatever they have to do to make that work. But the thing is the property at a million chances are that's still going to be available mm-hmm. because those are moving, you know, very slowly right now. Yeah. I would say like so the last, since we started doing this show and I think we started doing it 2020, like around there as, as far as like, you know, having Steve on and so on, uh, like this has to be one of the worst times historically, at least over the last two, three years to be listing your home. Like it's, as you said, it's been a seller's market for a while. This is probably one of the few times where it's actually seems to be in the buyer's benefit. You can actually put in conditions. It's, you know, you can actually negotiate a bit on the well, prices. You can negotiate homes are sitting a bit. huge, man. You can yeah. negotiate huge right now. Yeah. I've seen a few homes uh, that are in a neighboring area that, you know, were listed at 720 originally listed for less than 30 days and dropped down to six, ended up selling at 650. Now, I don't know, probably not more than one offer or two offers. And again, we're going back to what we were saying maybe a year ago is that there's going to be people that have to sell. Like they might've bought another home, a new build or what have you, and they have to sell their home. So there are going to be people that, that just have no choice but to drop that price to whatever it is. And that's also mm-hmm. going to shift the market slightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all a conversation. And uh, <clears throat> I think... And again, going back to it, there's just so much information nowadays where it's it's hard for people to get a grasp on what's really important and to be working with the right people. Because I think a lot of realtors, especially new ones, aren't don't really understand like what's happening right now, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to address it properly with their clients um, because you can't. It's very difficult. Like I mean, I've been doing this for a while, and you know, there's some days I'm looking at stuff and it just doesn't it doesn't make sense you have to be able to sit there and kind of go through it and understand what's really going on to make it work and yeah. be able to relay that message to your clients, your potential clients, right? If you're new and you don't understand how the numbers work or in the neighborhoods, like you could just, you know, you need to find somebody to talk to, to help you. Now I, uh, we had a, um, a question comment uh, online from a kind of two. So thoughts on assignments in Ottawa. I know we talked about it briefly last week and then also, Kind of to that point, um, he's asking or commenting, larger builders will not drop the price of homes to protect existing buyers. Um, what have you been seeing from builders recently, Greg, from either desperation of like reaching out to realtors to sell or are they like, are you finding them dropping prices or crazy stats? Like what, what have, or uh, crazy offers? Um have you been no, seeing that desperation yet? All, uh, this is my experience with builders. So the last, when I was dealing with builders, mostly, I guess it was at the beginning of this year, and especially we were talking about it on the show, it was with, you know, there was one builder in particular that was kind of like the first to drop their price by almost like 100000 mm-hmm. And all the other builders were sitting still. And everybody, all, all the builders, Minto, Matami, uh, you know, Glenview, Urbandale, they were all sitting there and they, there were some that were saying that they hadn't had a, a sale in like, you know, four months. 
And I was, I was calling my contacts and they were like, dude, just please come in and hang out with me. Like I'm bored. <laughs> I got nothing to do. And, and then one of them dropped, uh, spring came, the other ones dropped, they started selling again. And, and to be honest, I haven't been in touch recently, but what I can say is I've had a few builders call me and put me in touch with certain buyers asking me if I had a buyer for their property because they can't close on it. Mm -hmm. So that's been, and I'm, I imagine there's other realtors going through the same thing. Unfortunately, I, I didn't have anyone in, in either instance, but uh, you know, that was just something to, to look at. I was surprised and they're like, Oh, I've got this. It's going to be built. It's going to close at this time. Uh, do you have somebody that can buy it? I'm, I'm not going to be able to, uh, to get this done. Mm -hmm. I have another client who's, we have to sell their home probably in October. I think we're going to list soon exclusively. Um, it's going to be a stunning property, which is, which is fantastic because they're going to have to have that to make this work. Mm -hmm. They're closing on a new build in, um, in January and it's a big one and they'll be able to do it regardless, but still, you know, they don't, they don't want to uh, do it a different way. You know, they want to sell the current property make sure that that's done so they can have it locked in and roll their, roll their uh, funds into the next one. Uh, but that's going to be an interesting process. I'm, I'm anxious to like see how that goes through and talk about it on the show. Cause you know, they need a certain dollar amount. Um, well, they have a certain dollar amount in mind and, and they did all the upgrades that I recommended. <laughs> the pressure's so they're like, on. What? They're like, they're like, they're like, Greg, what do we need to do to, <clears throat> To make this make this happen and i suggested and, and it's true i suggested finish the basement put in the bathroom do the backyard i go because that's what people are looking for right now in a single family home of that size you do that you will be guaranteed to come closer to your uh the dollar amount that you would like so they've done that and now it's kind of like the market's getting all weird and they're like you know what's <laughs> up what's going on are we gonna get this and i'm like <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I can, you know, but I, I'm excited to go through this process and, and, uh, see them close on their new one and, uh, and, and get it done. But it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because what they want now is to some, it would be considered almost a hundred thousand more than what it would be valued at as of like August. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I think, I think that we're going to get there. <laughs> we'll find out. Stay tuned. We'll find out. Maybe I'll be fired. Maybe I'll be fired. Don't so work he, with Greg. Ian He's was saying bad advice. Yeah. Ian was saying that uh, larger builders will not drop the price of homes to protect existing buyers. I, I can't agree or disagree that they won't drop the price, but I don't think it would be to protect existing buyers because we have seen, we've talked about in the show previously, we've seen buyers actually like undercut previous buyers in the sense of they're actually listing the exact same model, same street for 75,000 less. So people are actually haven't even closed on that new home yet. And the same builders listing the same unit for less. Mm -hmm. So when it comes time to appraise the property, it's actually doing exactly that. It's, it's not protecting the existing buyers. Yeah. It's actually kind of throwing them under the bus. So we have seen that. So not, not to say that they will or won't drop the price, but I don't think they would do it to protect the buyers because we've seen them do the complete opposite of that. Yeah. And they have their own reasons. Certainly, I'm not, you know, not necessarily saying, uh, you know, I can't speak for the builders. I, I, they have their own, obviously, uh, targets and so on. But 
um, from what we've seen, we've seen a lot of buyers be put into tough situations where they've had to come up with 80, 100, 150,000 at closing because the builder dropped the price. Fortunately, I haven't had anyone recently um, where that situation has happened or, or an appraisal come in light. However, a lot of people haven't started closing on those new builds yet. I, I, th I find the, like the fall time frame is when they start closing on them and, yeah. and into early winter because they've, you know, that, that season for finishing the build is over the summer. Um, so I'm curious to see as we go into the fall, those people with new construction, how that plays out for their purchase prices, you know, on what they signed two years ago and, and so forth, mm -hmm. whether it's appraising, whether they're qualifying to even close on it, because when they will have signed that, it, they would have been qualifying at, you know, five and a quarter mm -hmm. and now qualifying at, you know, right now, today you're qualifying at, uh, at seven, if you're insured, like seven and a half. So an extra, you know, two and a quarter percent. And if you're conventional, you're in the eights. Um, so it's, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how that rolls out. I, I kind of find the new build closing period is, is kind of that September to December, at least I've, I've found with my clients, but we really um, need to make, we really need to make some notes and make sure that we relay this to the, uh, you know, to our viewers. We, we really got to be on top of some of this data because it's going to be important on seeing what this looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, some of it's, you know, obviously this is anecdotal from our own experience in the past and off memory, but, um, but yeah, I mean, even clients right now, I have in the pipeline where they've had their builds delayed for, you know, some of them have been delayed. I've got one client, it's been delayed a year and a half and really it's still not closed. It's still not finished. And they've pushed it off again saying uh, December or January. And we're, I don't know what that is going to look like. Um, so the, is the rate just continuing to increase then? Like, cause you're going to have to yeah. re lock in we that have to rate. Keep, yeah. Well, and because there's no real indication from the builder on closing. So we'll keep having to relock it in four months out, four months out, four months out. So is, is that, um, an I just had this of... conversation today. Like I, I had this conversation today with, uh, with the lender of like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. Like, cause it's possible they come like they, they're still not giving any indication. We're good mm. until November, but I know rates are going to go up, you know, again, and, or, you know, or I think we're good till October rather, but I know that rates are going to go up again. And it's kind of like, do we just, if we're not going to hit October, do we relock in now because rates are continuing to go up that way we're carried at least until December. Um, and so, you know, is that like, is that like gets, an example of a builder in danger? That's just like trying to keep it going and just doing whatever they can to make it happen. And then in the end, it's just going to fall apart. That's terrible. Potentially, man. potentially. Wow. Um, I mean, they're not, they're not an unknown builder. I wouldn't say they're, they're not one of the big guys, but they're not an unknown builder. Um, and the house is under construction, but I don't know right. if they're just at that scale of a, of a builder that they just don't have access to the trades. Obviously there was just 40,000 of them laid off. So maybe that, uh, <laughs> that yeah. was a contributing factor. I don't know, mm. but, uh, I need a job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, you know, but, but, you know, there's, but there are also, but there's others like that where there's, their builds are still delayed. They've been delayed, um, continuously. Um, and so anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. I'll try and make a, 
a note to to circle back on this in October as as some of these yeah. new new construction start closing. Anyone who's listening that is between you know eighteen and forty years old, like if you're looking for a new career path, become a skilled trades person. The market of skilled trade, I think, unless everything goes three D and AI, uh, the market in skilled trade over the coming decade is going to be massive like there's going to be a huge huge opportunity there for trades people we're already lacking skilled trades and with the amount of startups in canada that need to be built um like that forty-four thousand, might not you know i don't know exactly i don't have a breakdown of those of what positions those were as dave mentioned at the beginning of the show could be anything could be managers could be you know project managers and and whoever um but skilled trades i think is like a, a huge opportunity right now if you have I guess I'm assuming I know there's a, you know, there's schooling and then there's the apprenticeship and so on. It would take a few years, but I think if you're looking for a career change and you're, you're willing to do that, like skilled craftsmanship, like I think there's going to be uh, limitless potential there for, for mm-hmm. career opportunities. I just want to jump in before we forget here, Ian, uh, Ian Way's got a, you know, he's, he keeps coming in there. The, the, I'm seeing a bunch of assignments on Facebook. We spoke about that, I think, I don't know, if, not last week, I wasn't here. I think it was the week before, especially with Dave. Uh, yeah, that was the show with, with Dave and mm-hmm. I when I was driving back. So the the thing with the assignments on Facebook, there's a lot, there's more assignment groups than uh, I've ever seen. And, you know, to be clear, the majority of them are in Toronto and Vancouver, but there are, they are starting to pop up in Ottawa where agents are working with builders to help with their assignment deals. To get and builders started. are allowing it up till and, now. And Ottawa are allowing it. Yeah, builders in Ottawa haven't haven't allowed it in the past, where mm. they have in Toronto and and Vancouver and and some of these other markets. But for whatever reason, um, Ottawa kind of builders came together and kind of decided they weren't going to really let assignments go uh, or happen. But now they are because I think they're realizing, well, we have to allow it because we need somebody to close on this property and the people that are asking for it are probably worried about qualifying or not able to sell their home or whatever it may be. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I've been seeing that, uh, that pop up as well. I'll tell you one thing though, like, uh, again, before I forget, I've done more rentals this year than I've done like since I started in the business probably. And even today I went out and I I'm doing another application for someone and I'm working with somebody else tomorrow doing rentals. I just want to get into rentals quickly because uh, it seems to be more and more common where a lot of people are not even thinking about home ownership. They're just kind of staying on that rental grind. Mm. And, uh, you know, the people that I'm talking to, they're renting, like, we're not even having that conversation. It's like, have you thought about, have you looked into buying? Yeah. It's not even on our radar. We're, we're just renting until we, you know, we don't know. Greg, you weren't here last week, but I had that chart that we talked to about the oh, yes, the rent, rent versus rates. mortgage payments in different yeah. Canadian cities. Uh, it just made me think of that when you said, when you're talking yeah. about that, because it is like, I mean, rent is also, and Dave, I know you like, you have multiple investment properties. Like I'm assuming, and I know you have a lot of investor clients. Um, like there has to be a, a sediment amongst investors that like, we're going to wait and see, no, like there has to be, because I mean, it's, it's not yeah. currently profitable to get into a new property, right? No, and I'm, I mean, <clears throat> I I haven't had any. Um, it's it's kind of ironic that we're talking about this because I haven't had any um, investor purchases, um, anyone buying an investment property for months, 
but today I got a purchase agreement for mm. uh, a duplex. There <laughs> you go. Buying a duplex in uh, in a rural area, um, but uh, but the numbers are still great, even at where the num where rates are at. It's but they had they them. had to do the forty or fifty percent down payment though, right? Or thirty five. No, so it'll still work at at eighty percent. Like it's um it's actually a really good property. Okay, um, cool. The numbers will work really still work on it with where we're at now. Um, but uh, but no, by and large, I haven't been seeing really any investors purchasing from a properties carrying. Um, I have a lot of conversations though with um, investors that are hitting trigger rates or on variable where they're mm -hmm. trying to figure out what to do, and some that are you know. A lot of them though are 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 weathering it right now, and they're not they're not panicking, uh, and they're waiting to see you know kind of riding it out and really just looking at it from a you know this is really sucks right now, uh, and looking on the bright side of as you know on the investment property you can write off the interest on it, so they're at least looking at it on that that bright side of at least we can write off the interest on our taxes. Uh, at a higher rate to hopefully to get down their taxable income, but uh, but yeah, it's it's certainly challenging for those mom and pop. And I think we were talking about last week that with where rates are at right now, and a lot of the properties that are being listed, a lot of them that are being listed right now are rental properties um, because the homeowners aren't able to make the numbers work. They're underwater, or it's not cash flow at all. It's not. It's risky. They want to get just unloaded, mm -hmm. and um, you know that's. Very unfortunate when this when this happens because big companies are not buying um, at least in Canada, large companies are not buying single family rentals or building mm -hmm. single family rentals. They're building condos and that's it. And mm -hmm. so it's, there's a lot of uh, a market that's being underserviced. But in the states, um, I was talking to somebody this week that there's companies like BlackRock that are buying up entire communities of single family homes mm -hmm. uh, as rentals. And mm -hmm. I'm curious to see if that. You know, if um, if if one of the you know companies here, like a CLV or or one of these larger uh, national companies or a BlackRock even uh, moves into Canada and and looks to do that because it is such an underserviced uh, community. Wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think it's it's certainly challenging. It, there's a lot of hard conversations with uh, with investor clients, especially those that bought in the last couple of years for sure greg for your clients you said you're doing a lot of rentals like what what's this typical rental property that people are looking for are they looking for single family homes they're looking for townhomes like what what well, is the kind of the average person that you're speaking with, with at least obviously it's going to be he's the he's the he's, he's the pet guy remember that's why yeah yeah he's, he's, the, pet, he's the pet, <laughs> pet claws guy <laughs> anyone with yeah, dogs actually, <laughs> and i actually <laughs> just sent the pet claws to someone tonight I'm like, I'm like, thank you. My clients are amazing. Only caveat, pet claws. Read this. For the love of Pete. Um, let me dazzle you with my pet claws. The the majority that I'm working with are is for a townhome or a uh like a two-bedroom stacked or a two-bedroom three-story. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of people who are in transition on hold um we're looking to purchase and then we just had the conversation where it was just like completely impossible or there was no conversation um you know i think i think it's very it's interesting to see certain people 
when you explain how it is and then they talk to a, a mortgage professional and realize how far away from home ownership they are and they have no help when they have no help, I should mm -hmm. say. And then it's kind of like, well, that's, that's how it is. Right. And then they just mm -hmm. go for, for what they do. Cause I mean, you can't, you can't do anything about it. Um, but then there's a lot, there's a lot of people who are hopeful, like, yeah, I've got a promotion. I'm just saving. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to save for another year. I know I'm going to get this big, uh, this big hike in my, um, in my, my income. And then, then the story always goes, you know, I think they're better now than they were before where, you know, the conversation used to always be like, what, well, when is your income going to catch up to the increase in the price of the property? Right. Mm -hmm. But I think now going back to what we were kind of getting into at the beginning of the show, where I, I personally think that once we see where the market goes, September, October, I think that we're going to stay almost like on a flat line until like 2025. That's my values. Yeah. I think we're going to flatline until then, which stamp, is fine. I mean, that's, stamp it, Steven, stamp it, stamp that. And <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's kind of like, it's just a reset and everybody kind of coming to terms with the reality of what it is and, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, moving on and it works. And then we'll see what happens after that. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've had, we've been in so much trouble for the past few years. So I, I don't, I, I don't mind it. Just these transitions are weird where we, mm -hmm. have, where we have these deep conversations about like predictions and, and you know, and what we're seeing in the world and in the markets. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know, like, yeah, from a uh, <clears throat> pricing and, and value perspective, uh, you know, it's really hard to, you know, put a new, put a prediction on it. I find um, that's, and where, that's another thing like, we talked it's, about it's how so it's like, hard. this is the first time where it's been very unpredictable. Mm -hmm. Like history doesn't really exist after the last couple of years. Right. So where is it? You going? did say that. You yeah. Say that's that. something like what I said is something that I, I, I think is going to happen. But to your point, Dave, it's like, you know, I'm saying that, but chances are I'm completely wrong. I mean, like really, I mean, at the end of the day, what's, you know, I'll, we talked about it earlier was, you know, right now people are staying away from the market because of fear uh, with where rates are at, where they're qualifying at. They're still wanting to, they're getting into rentals instead, staying where they're at instead, staying at mom and dad's instead. Um, as we go through the rest of the year, whether, you know, rates go up uh, or stay flat uh, is to be seen. But if, you know, as things go, like we're going to hit a precipice in, in the Canadian economy where like there's go things are going to start to, to break, like from a, mm -hmm. from a consumer debt standpoint of, point. of default on debt, um, you know, growth in the GDP where we actually hit a real recession, uh, which the good part of that is that if we act, when we actually do is that that's when prime start bank of Canada starts to lower rates. And that's when, the bonds start coming down. And that's when you see those rates start trickling down, um, which helps out the existing homeowners, uh, which have now seen, you know, that are still in variable or, or want, or, you know, looking at renewing that have gotten a, a short-term rate recently or that are up for renewal. Um, but at the same time, that's when, you know, if the indicators are like, you know, economists are saying that they kind of see uh, by end of 2024, that prime starts coming down. And if that, 
if that is the case and it continues that way through 2025, that's when we see these people that are on the sidelines start coming back and those the the market and those values jumping back again. Um, so I think it, you know, a lot of it really just it's an unknown, I find, because I, I'm I've had to we've all had to put away the crystal ball from because <laughs> that yeah. was shot to yeah. shit you know this last year um but i think kind of in the next two months to your point till october i think by october will give us a, a true indication this of is, where we're going to be at this is one of those moments right like if you look especially on that rental graph that you that that image that you put up it's like when you look at that and you think of like the conversations that i'm having it's almost like this is the precipice for the 15 minute cities right people mm -hmm. just want to pay less and they want to be taken care of. And, and it's an interesting thought because there's a lot of us who, who need that. Mm -hmm. So when I look at these numbers, that makes sense, but to the general public and depending on how your, you know, your view of the, of the world is and everything, you think that that's not a good idea, but to a lot of people, it is, especially when it comes to home, home ownership. And I mean, Canada's just handled everything horribly in the last few years. So hopefully we'll see that change where it's a little bit more balanced, um, you know, coming up. But and, uh, and for those listening, he's talking to mortgage and, and rental rates kind of yes. more coming in line oh, yeah, with sorry. one another. For those mortgage that are just listening. Because rent, because right now to rent, um, it's less than a mortgage payment. Whereas, you know, a few years ago, we would show you that well, if you can have this much money down, your mortgage will be, it's cheaper to own than it is to rent, mm -hmm. but now it's mm -hmm. pretty much reverse. So that's mm -hmm. why a lot more people are, are, uh, are just kind of putting home ownership on the back burner for now. And it's mm -hmm. not to say that it's not available. It just depends on, on what's available for you and what your, your profile is and I, what you can, what you can manage. I also don't, you know, we've, we've talked about, we obviously talked a lot about home ownership and, and buying and everything, but at the same time, there is a um there's there's also nothing wrong with just renting um no. you know and being in a rental it fits you it allows you to trend to move from property to property as you need to whether it be for employment or whether it be for your family size or living of where you want to live um without being tied um somewhere and uh and so i think there is you know, I want to kind of put it out there that there's a misconception as well that I think um, the three of us are like uber, uber, uber pro purchase, but there is like, we do, we do like do know and, and understand that there's a huge segment that and populace that renting is actually just a good thing for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. I just posted uh, <clears throat> not to self uh, self plug here, but uh, since we're here, uh, I actually just released an article yesterday that's renting versus owning and basically like the pros and cons oh, yeah, of right. each. So I put it in the chat. So if anyone wants to see there, I actually put like bullet points as to the benefits of renting because there is a lot, as you said, Dave, like it's mm -hmm. the, the flexibility of just being able to move around for a lot of people, like even home ownership. We know most people are selling their home within 36 months of, or at least, sorry, changing their mortgage within 36 months, which probably at least half the time is because they're either moving or changing jobs, downgrading, upgrading, whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. So being able to rent and not have to pay, you know, those penalties on your mortgage and all these like, you know, long term, there's an argument that it, it actually saves you money as well to to rent. Uh, you don't worry about the expenses of repairing things and so on and so forth. So, you know, there's a lot of, again, it's a lifestyle. It's it's your personal, uh, personal choice. And as you said, like us three are pro ownership, but 
certainly not to say I'm not pro renting as well, you know, like it's, you can be pro yeah. both. I think you don't have to necessarily mm -hmm. uh, pick a side, like everything now, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be on team A or B. You can't be somewhere mm. in the middle. Eh? You gotta pick it, pick a pick side. Your side. Ian's asking about uh 2,800 for a townhome. Uh, you know, that, that was happening. Um, it's not happening as much anymore, depending on what it is. Like you might be able to find like a brand new 3000 square foot townhome for 2,800, which is very rare. It's a rare model to find, but, uh, generally the, you know, 2,500 is the average mm -hmm. in the city right now. Um, so the, yeah, I mean, that's not happening. You can find singles right now for 2,800. Yeah. We should have just had Ian on as a guest. I think so. This guy, this, I'll, I'll be <laughs> I honest. Like I'm kind of like, I'm surprised. Um, I don't know if we're not doing a great job anymore, but this is the least amount of questions we've had for the amount of viewers ever in a live stream. I'm a little sad. Yeah, you're right. But Ian is kicking ass. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Way. His comment, he says, Love yes, it. rent until 65 and then see how long you'll last after. Right. <laughs> I think the method of thought behind renting and not buying is that you're putting that put it, putting that amount to uh, to investing instead or other asset classes. Um, but exactly. yes, definitely relying on just OAS and CPP is pretty tough. Pretty good, guys. Um, yeah. I mean, really, without Ian, we, we're, you know, we got nothing. We got nothing to talk about. We got, we got we still screwed. We did an hour long live stream with uh, you know just Ian. with just Ian. So thank you, Ian, for being yeah. here, being present. We Seriously. feel lonely too. We feel yeah. lonely too, Ian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm alone now. Well, should we um, uh, should we stop uh, kind of talking uh, Ian's ear off? Because no one else is. Uh, that was thank you to everyone good. tuning in. I, I feel I feel <laughs> okay, the listen. people that it's okay. are going to watch this tomorrow, or they're going to watch this over the next week. It's, this is a very informative, personal conversation. I think it was good. It was good. Yes, and oh, listen. Okay. Apparently. Paul's going to tell one listen. joke and everyone's going to ask a question. Steven? No. Steven was there and then he disappeared. Yeah, he had no sound there. I don't He'll know come he was, back in a second. I don't know what he was doing there. Mood boost? Mood boost. Let's go. I was saying, I I was saying Paul's going to tell this joke and then we're going to get 15 questions immediately after. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're leaving? Hold on. Hold on a second. I got one last question. Uh, okay, number one. Uh, I got four today. I have more, but I'm going to stick with four. Um, why did Cinderella fail at basketball? Because she had a pumpkin for a coach. Mm. Mm -hmm, yes. mm -hmm. uh, number two, what kind of shoes do ninjas wear? Sneakers. Uh, sneaky, sneaky. They actually sneaky. wear tabby boots. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Greg knows a more silent way to move. <laughs> Big stuff knows how to be light on his feet. Um, Abby did. Number three, uh, why did the archaeologist's wife divorce him? Because he would car he was carbon dating. He was carbon dating. Excuse me. I like that one. That's not bad. Uh, not bad. Last but not least, why are fish easy to weigh? Because they got their own scales. Oh. oh. Yes. yes, comes with I like them. that one. Comes with them. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So if you are listening on Apple Podcasts after the fact, go check us out on YouTube. Say hello. Uh, and if everyone who's tuning in live, we actually do thank you. Thanks for being here, uh, listening. 
you know, and uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to be back. We actually, so we were supposed to have a guest on this week. Um, he, he had bailed. some last minute plans. He, he bailed. He bailed. Uh, he, no, he had some last minute <laughs> plans. He said he had a meeting with someone from out of town that he couldn't avoid. So um, he, uh, he'll be back this coming next week. He'll be back next week. He's going to be here. He's, he's not, he's not gone. Uh, and he's not forgotten. Okay. And, we will be and, grilling him on the fact that he probably was on the golf course instead and forgot about it. Of course, you know, it's just, all lies. We'll make sure to uh, to make sure to get the real truth out of him. Yeah, I got one more. I'm going to give one more mood boost, guys, because it's great. Right. It's bank related. Go. Um, so the bank keeps calling me to give me compliments. They say that I have an outstanding balance. Ah, mm. standing. That's it. We'll drop on out on balance that one. beam. Skilled trades. I'm telling you. I'm going to have a chat with my son as soon as I get off of here. <laughs> we're, we're shooting him in that direction. Um, thanks, everyone, for being here, gentlemen. Have a great end to your week. And uh, we'll be back next week with the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. See you guys. This is... Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that.